start with one or two deep breaths in and out. Help you to relax a little bit more. With each exhale, you can be aware of your shoulders dropping. That can help you relieve a lot of tension. Let your hands just be in your lap. Try not to clench your hands. Let them be, let your palms be open. They can be facing up or facing down on your legs. Do you want to be relaxed? And if all you do for your practice is to really relax your body and to really let your mind get a little bit still, that's absolutely what you're supposed to be doing. If you still feel tense, you might roll your shoulders. You can change your position. You don't have to be a stone. So don't be afraid if you need to do something to eliminate pain in your body or tightness. Be very aware of your body. And be aware of your mindfulness. Just be aware and be attentive of everything around you. And see if you can drop judgments or viewpoints about everything that comes into your consciousness. Just be present in this moment. Experience the moment. And as you experience the outer world, be sure you're looking at how it affects you. To be an observer. We'll begin with a short metta or loving-kindness practice and then just be sitting with our minds. So we begin this practice by thinking first of ourselves. We know that self-care, self-compassion are so important in this world and in our lives. If we don't learn to love ourselves and befriend ourselves, we won't be able to befriend other people or love other people. There'll always be something missing, and that's the self 
self-compassion and self-love. So send good thoughts to yourself. These thoughts are like blessings to us. May I be well. May I be happy. May I be contented. May I feel safe in this world. And may I be at peace. You can use your own words. Just say them over and over in your head. The important thing is to really mean it. Whatever you're saying to yourself, really feel that it's what you need to hear. May I be well, both mentally and physically. May I be contented with times of joy and happiness. May I feel safe in this chaotic world. May I be at peace. Sometimes we may need to just work with ourselves. If you've got a lot going on, if if you're troubled, if you're in emotional distress, just keep focusing on yourself. But if you feel ready, then we move on a little bit further away from ourselves, but still very close. So think of your Loved ones could be your family members, your dear friends, your noble friends. May all my loved ones be well, both mentally and physically. May each one of them be content with times of joy and happiness. May each one of my loved ones feel safe in this world. And may each each one of them be at peace. Now we move out further, much further from our comfort level. When we think of a stranger, think of someone you've seen today, maybe even someone here at the temple, who you don't know, you don't know them yet, so they're still a stranger. 
You don't know their opinions and their viewpoints, but you can see their face. May my stranger be well, both mentally and physically. May my stranger be contented with times of joy and happiness in their life. May my stranger feel safe in this world. May this stranger to me be at peace. Now just begin to radiate out this metta, loving-kindness, friendliness, goodwill. Let it radiate out from you. This practice helps us deal with our own mind and our own uh, uh, mental purification. It helps us a lot with anger, with strong emotions, just the practice of being aware that we're radiating this quality out can help us. We're not trying to change anyone other than ourselves. So now think of all livings. May all living beings, human and non-human, beings invisible to us or those we can see, all living beings on this planet and throughout the universe, and just let this quality radiate out to infinity No need to stop it. Just let it go. May all beings be free from suffering and the causes of suffering. May they be free from anger, anxiety, worry, free from hunger and thirst, free from the ravages of war and climate change. May all beings everywhere be able to care for themselves or be lovingly cared for by others.
And may all beings everywhere be at, be at peace. Now be aware of your breath again. And just pay attention to each breath you take. Breathing in, breathing out. Let your awareness focus on the spot where you feel your breath the most. So for some, it's around the nostrils. but this is a more subtle spot, but you can feel the breath coming in to your nostrils. And as you exhale, the air feels a little warmer. It may brush your upper lip. And just notice Be aware of it. You can be aware of a short breath or a long breath or a deep breath. You're breathing. The other place that is often easiest to be aware of is in your belly. When you inhale, you can notice that your belly is expanding. And when you exhale, you can feel it contract a bit. And just keep relaxing, keep letting go. Whatever you're holding on to, just let it go. Do a body scan with yourself. Just start at the top of your head and move slowly through your body. We can do it together. 
just starting at the top of your head. Just go down and be aware of skin and flesh and bones. So all of the elements that make up the body. And as you go through your body, be aware of that part of the body. Notice if you carry tension there or if there's something that you have been unaware of most of the time. Usually we stay in our head. We get really cut off from the rest of our bodies. So as you move through your head, you can notice if you feel a good alignment or if something's out of kilter. And if you go into any areas where you feel pain or tightness, you can just imagine you're breathing into that spot. Breathing in, and as you breathe out, just release that tightness or that discomfort. So start at the top of your head and move down, noticing Sometimes you may have a headache. You may feel pressure from your sinuses or allergies in your head. Breathe into those spots and see if you can just imagine breathe, letting the air coming in. And then breathe the air out, taking away some of the tightness and pain. Be aware of your face. If you have pressure in your temples or if your jaw feels tight, just let that let that lower jaw drop just a tiny fraction of an inch so your teeth aren't touching. Sometimes we clench our teeth and cause that pain. Move down through your neck. Be aware of how it sits at the top of your body. Move through your shoulders. Move through your upper arms, being on the alert for any kind of tension. Tension can be pain or tightness or just a feeling of uh, being a little out of kilter. Now move down into your lower arms and into your hands. Be sure your hands are relaxed. Now come back to the top of your shoulders. Move down through your chest. You can feel a little bit of your breath in your chest, but we want to feel it more in our belly. That lets us know that we're getting a deeper fresh load of air. 
If you only breathe in your chest, that's a sign of, usually a sign of fear or anxiety. So allow it to go deeper. And be aware after you've gone through the chest part of your torso, then go down where your stomach, where your stomach is, and then down into your abdomen, where the intestines are, the kidneys are at the back. So be aware of the back of your body, the front of your body, and inside and outside your body. Now go into your pelvic area, the hips. Notice if you're sitting, if your seat is comfortable, if it helps you sit up, if it's relaxed. Anytime you need to change or move your position, that's okay. And go down into your upper legs. As you go through your knees, massage your knees a bit. Not only does that feel good, but it helps lubricate this part of your body. And then go down into your lower legs. And then through your ankles and into your feet. And just come back to your breath. Let everything go. Be aware of everything around you coming to you through your sense doors. But don't get caught up in it. Just be aware. And then let it go. Even our thoughts, we consider our, our mind as one of our senses. So even your thoughts, we can't repress those thoughts, but we don't have to get caught up and feed them with our attention. So just let your thoughts come and go. Anytime you get distracted, When you notice it, that's the time to come back. Be with your breath. And be aware of how your body reacts to the outside world. So how does your body react to everything your senses are picking up on? It's 
see if you can be aware and be attentive, but not hang on. know if your body is relaxed or not. May peace be with you, and may everything we do and say and think today be done not only for our own benefit, but for the benefit of all other beings. Thank you. So let's do the chanting. You can join in if you, uh, you should have a chanting book in front of you. And we start on page four. Namo tasse gewato arehato sama sambudase. Namo tasse bagewato arehato. Sama Sambuddhase Namo Tase Bhagavato Ehato Sama Sambuddhase Bhutang Sarenang Gachami Dhamang Sarenang Gachami Sangang Sarenang Gachami Dutiampi Budang Sarenang Gachami Dutiampi Damang Sarenang Gachami Dutiampi Sangang Sarenang gachami Tatiampi budang Sarenang gachami Tatiampi damang Sarenang gachami Tatiampi sangang Sarenang Gachami Anicca Vata Sankara Upade Vaya Dhammino 
Upajitwa nirujanti Te sang vupa samo suko Sape satta avera hontu Sape satta Abhya paja hontu Sabe satta anika hontu Sabe satta sukiyatanam pariharantu Manopupangema dama Manoseta Mano Maya Manasa Che Padutena Pasatiwa Karotiwa Tato Nang Dukkha Manweti Chakang Mano Pupangamadama Mano Seta Mano Maya Manasache Pasanena Pasatiwa Karotiwa Tato nang suka man weti Chaya we ana paini Mind is a forerunner of all states. Mind is chief. Mind made are they. If with a corrupted mind one should either speak or act, suffering follows caused by that as does the wheel follow the axis of. Mind is a forerunner of all states. Mind is chief. Mind made are they. If with a clear and confident mind, happiness follows caused by that, as one shadow that never leaves. We believe in generosity towards others, We believe the skillful, noble path is marked by generosity. We believe generosity has many levels. Think generously, speak generously, act generously. We believe generosity is the heart of our spiritual practice. And this practice allows us to become accepting and forgiving. We believe extending generosity to ourselves and others is a direct way of healing division, bringing joy, and nurturing the spiritual community for years to come. May I become both now now and forever a protector for those without protection, a guide for those who have lost the way, a ship for those with an ocean to cross, a sanctuary for those in danger, 
a lamp for those without light, a place of refuge for those who lack shelter, and a servant to all in need. By means of this meritorious deed, may I never join with the unwise, only the wise. I attain nirvana. Someone asked me this morning already if if I was bringing a book to the group. And you you can see all these little marks I have in it. I think I uh, pulled out the sticky notes I had when I first got this book and put in different ones, so I'm going back and forth. This, This book, how many of you know this book? It's by Thich Nhat Hanh, and it's called How I How to Live When a Loved One Dies. How many of you know the book? Well, that's good if you don't know it. I know a few do. I know Rebecca does. We've both read it. And uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful book. And what I, I was looking through it again because we're doing and I are doing the uh, grief and loss workshop next Saturday. And I thought, well, this book was very meaningful. It's a very short. It's not very short. It's short, though. And it's simple. And it's a series of... Uh, some pages only have a few sentences on it. But what I was noticing with kind of with fresher eyes going through it again, it's a book that's, you know, on the surface, a book for dealing with the death of a, death of a loved one and how you get through it. And I first, I first read it when, uh, after my mother died a couple of two, almost two years ago. And um, felt like I was having I was having more grief than I than I expected. You know, I thought I'd have a lot of grief and then quickly kind of just go on. And I found out that that doesn't happen. So I went back to this book recently, and what I what I really I was really struck by beautiful things in it the first time, and it was a big help for me. But this time I realized that each of the little sections has, uh, has a little piece in it, and it's the self-care. So each little chapter will have self-care at the end of it. And I thought, you know, all of these suggestions are beautiful, and some are very short, and some are a little bit longer, but they're all... They're all really part of what we consider our Buddhist practice anyway. So most of these we're doing and we know how to do because uh, we breathe. <laughs> and he, talk, he talks a lot about breathing just as a way to deal with grief and to deal with you know, those moments when everything's fine and then suddenly a thought or a smell or something will just kind of sweep over you and just you feel it all through your body and I would often feel those uh, initially and that that wave that wave would almost knock me over it would just be all of you who've experienced loss I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about 
any kind of loss, but it just would sweep and just feel like this is just going to take me down. And uh, a lot, everything he talks about in terms of self-care, they go from the simple and the seem, seem like mundane to some really lovely practices to, to put into your life. The first one is belly breathing. So, you know, they're very simple. These aren't long practices. But I had, I, I had some thoughts about all of the way he structured this book. Making things be about self-care is, is wonderful because we have to be... We, sometimes when we're grieving, I think, we're, all, we're only thinking about the, the person we've lost or... Um, we're not take maybe we've been a caregiver maybe we've been uh, had other involvement and I'm this I'm only talking right now about losing someone or losing a pet but um, we often we often may have gone through a long period of neglecting ourselves because we've been a caretaker so I love that he the very solutions or the way to work with grief, the very first one is self-care. And that's something that we, as we know, because whenever we do loving-kindness practice, we're always reminded that we start with ourselves. And so I love that his book starts with self-care. And it's not being selfish. It's caring for ourselves so we can keep, keep going ahead in our lives doing things for others and helping others. But what, I, what really struck me was all of these things in this book are the things that we practice. Now, he's, Thich Nhat Hanh is a, was a famous uh, Buddhist teacher, but this is a book anybody could read. You, don't, you wouldn't have to be Buddhist to read this book and get a lot of value out of it. But he... Our very Buddhist contains every single element in this book. And it made me realize if we're practicing, if, we're, if we have a practice, a meditation practice, it's regular. And if we, if we practice, the eight, uh, if we live the Eightfold Path, uh, if we're always trying to be mindful at all, well, being mindful goes from just an exercise in mindfulness to trying to be mindful with every breath and every step. If those are our intentions and those are our, uh, those are our views about ways to be in the world, we've got all the solutions. We've got all the self-care remedies we need. We don't need to do uh, anything special. And we, have, and we hopefully have noble friends we can go to and talk to and um, so that was the first thing I thought. And then I also have been, I've been really aware for myself that the news these days and the war going on every, it's not just, it's not just in the Middle East, it's everywhere. And uh, it's, it's very hard to take in. And I have a few things I do. I don't watch visual images so I don't watch any kind of, uh, I read, and I feel like it's, for me, it's important to, to basically know and be aware of what's going on in the world. 
but it just becomes overwhelming. And that, that is another form of grief that I think a lot of, a, a lot of people in the world today are going through. It's a grief for the condition of the world and beings and uh, what we're doing to, when, you know, not only is climate change wrecking havoc with us, but when we have these awful wars and bombings, we're just tearing up the earth that nurtures us and making it impossible to live on it. You know, we're destroying big, huge chunks of the earth. So we're, those are things that we're all grieving. And you may not be, you may not even be aware of it, but the knowledge that's there, we're all smart enough to know this is going on. And uh, it's, so we're, when I talk about these uh, self-care issues, we have to remember it's not just losing one person or someone who was part of your family or was a loved one. We're grieving over all of the people who are caught up in such a horrible, uh, it's, we can't even imagine what their lives must be like right now. And when there's no food and no energy, and for doctors who can't even treat patients because they don't have anything to work with. So we, we understand that, and whether we focus a lot of our attention on it, it's there, and it's a, it's a, it's gr- there's grief. And I think it's really good to acknowledge that kind of grief. And especially when it's far away, there's not much more we can do than wit- be a witness of it and know that this is, uh, just be aware and do the things that we can do and not feel guilty, but to, to know that we can also practice loving kindness for all of those people in those war-torn places. And we can, we certainly need to practice uh, grieving for, for Mother Earth, right? So I wanted to just share a very, I'm just going to share very lightly, but the fact that we all have things we're going through. So maybe there are things that are not a tragedy or not grief, but people are changing jobs or losing jobs or, uh, you know, having, having people they've worked with for years maybe leave or retire or go somewhere else. Those are little, those are little, grief situations for us, some bigger than others. But we may be going through a move, we may be going through uh, a loss of a relationship, whether it's a spouse or a good friend. You know, we've got changes going on all the time. And changes are a constant in our, in our world. So they may be, there's a lot, the three things, the three marks of existence not only is it dukkha or suffering, but it's also uh, anicca, which is impermanence, which is everything is always changing. And then dukkha or the suffering is the third. Those are things that all beings experience. And that because the Buddha was so, that he so sharply recognized that, that's in his, all of his teachings. That thread goes all the way through. So if, if we didn't have any change, we'd be dead. You know, if we suddenly, nothing ever was going to happen to us again, we'd be dead. 
That's, just a, that's by definition. So things are going on with us all the time, just our molecules and things moving around. So we can't say, all, and all change is certainly not bad, but change can be, uh, can present us with situations that, are, that we grieve, and it's okay to grieve. So it's not just if you've lost a loved one, it's if you've, if you've seen changes in your life that have you, you f- might feel stuck or you might feel like it's going to take you a while to work through it. So his very first suggestion is belly breathing. So in the meditation, when, I, when, I, when we do a body scan, I always, always think about the belly because that belly breathing is really important. When it means you're breathing deeper, so that oxygen's, you know, it's getting down there, and it can be very good for any kind of, any, he recommends it, it's just stop and do some belly breathing. You know, just get in touch with your body very quickly that way. And if you, and if you do it, if you practice it, you'll see how quickly it can, uh, so, and then the second one, the second thing he tells us to do is remember conscious breathing. So he says, especially if you're having, if you've lost someone suddenly and it comes as a shock, that, that uh, being with your breath, and of course this is all the training we do every time we get together, is breathing and belly breathing is part of it, and then that conscious breathing is what we're doing as we begin to meditate. You know, we're consciously breathing, we're aware of the breath, and we, we're kind of looking at our breath, and then it becomes more and more unconscious, the stiller our mind gets, you know, that breathing, we're not even, we may not even be aware sometimes if we're really in a, what I guess we would call a good meditation. You know, if we're really quiet, really still, and our mind settles down, we're not even aware of in-breath, out-breath. But that starts off as that uh, conscious breathing. So when you're conscious, when you say if you're outside or at work, that conscious breathing can also maybe allow you, like you breathe in and feel the cool air on your face if, if, you're, if you're just needing to get in touch with your body and help your body settle down. And breathe out and feel ah, the release. You can just kind of talk with your breath as you breathe it. There's one about the, oh, here's the one I didn't want to miss. Uh, Self-care, finding relief in walking meditation. So uh, most of us have done walking meditation, or, you know, we're, we could, I thought we could get up and do it, but I didn't want to take that time unless we could do it longer. But walking meditation can be just going out to your car in the morning, or walking to, to the train. So you can use lots of opportunities to be walking meditation. And it's meditation when you're conscious of your body moving through the air and your feet touching the ground. So, and you're, 
You know, most of the times when we walk, we're, our minds are all over the place, or thinking about the day, or talking to someone else. And uh, try to really think of walking more often as walking meditation. You don't have to walk super slow or hold your hands a certain way. You can just be strolling along, but you can be very aware of your... Make sure you know every time your foot touches the earth and be aware of that foot. Very Instead of having to worry about your breath, feel your body walking. And uh, he, he says walking meditation is a way to reestablish peace and calm in the body and mind. Try to do it every day. So the next self-care is embracing and calming our painful feelings. And when he does this, he has, a, he has a, some phrases to use. Uh, I'll just read one of these little sections. Aware of the state of my mind, I breathe in. Smiling to the state of my mind, I breathe out. Aware of mind, smiling. Experiencing the pain of grief in me, I breathe in. Smiling to the pain of grief, I breathe out. Experiencing grief, smiling. Experiencing the deep sadness in me, I breathe in. Smiling to the feeling of sadness, I breathe out. Experiencing profound sadness, smiling. So he has several other little short verses, and they're just beautiful. So you can create one for yourself or use his. So even experiencing sadness, we can smile at the sadness. And he talks about embracing our grief, embracing our sadness. Just embracing it in the sense of recognizing these are human emotions. They aren't who we are. They're difficult human emotions. We're trying to go through them, not suppress them. And so we embrace them like you would uh, a good friend or a child and, and tell them, you know, we're going to get through this. This, this emotion's not going to be with me forever. Uh, it'll come again. But right now, I understand it's my, it's my emotion that I'm working on to work through. So that embracing... We, he says, when we can recognize, name, and embrace our difficult emotions... They calm down naturally, and they will give space to something else. So when we embrace that emotion, we're trying, we need to be able to identify it. This is grief. This is sadness. This is regret. This is, uh, you know, what exactly what it is. Try to be as close to naming that emotion as you can be. And then just by naming it, you're going to release some of that, the stress of the emotion. You can help relieve relief a little bit. Over, if you do it over and over, you'll start relieving yourself of that, the heaviness of it. You're letting it go. It knows that you recognize it, you're responding to it, and you're letting it go. 
And he taught, the biggest, the biggest thing he says in the book to me is, when we're overwhelmed by grief, that's when our mindfulness practice really needs to be there. Because it's not, our mindfulness is not letting us sit on things and repress them. Our mindfulness is being aware and seeing how our, our body is affected by everything in our environment everything that our senses are picking up on. Mindfulness is not just the awareness of right now in this moment, but it's the awareness and seeing what everything, what it's doing to you. So when I, when I hear that sound, you know, with that big truck rumbled by or during meditation, when you heard that sound, instead of trying to think, oh, what kind of truck is that? Or, oh, there goes that damn truck again making those noises. There's a lot of construction work going on in Woodstock. Or can you just, being mindful would be, you hear the noise and be aware if it causes a reaction in you. Be aware if it irritates you. Be aware if, if uh, it pulls you, if it's a distraction in your meditation. But that awareness is what you're looking for. How am I reacting to this? Can you just be aware it's sound and be right back in your meditation? So it's just, a, the, he again and again says mindfulness will help us more than anything else as we go through grief. So you may be the happiest person in the world today, but at some point there will be sadness or grief in your life because you're a human being. And so... A lot of what we're doing as Buddhists is training, so we're prepared for whatever we know that it's life keeps going on and dukkha, anicca, and anatta. So our ego gets in the way, and that's anatta, that's thinking everything, you know, that this is a solid person and I'm going to die someday and there's not going to be anything anymore, or, you know, making sure I'm going to go to heaven. Uh, there, we have too much of the uh, involvement in our ego. And anatta is that uh, dealing with change. Nothing is permanent. So everything that's wonderful will change or go away or we'll get tired of it. And uh, then and the things we love will go away. And then uh, dukkha is that suffering, that we know there's suffering, but we don't, there's a way out of that suffering. And so that's what the Buddha's whole message was for us. So our time's almost up, but I'm going to very quickly read a few. Just uh, self-care, stopping and looking deeply. And that's just stopping and giving yourself time to experience the feelings you're having. And the self-care is stopping to rest. And uh, a um, a body scan is a very good way to relax and rest or just take the rest you need. And he, and again, he, each time one of these painful feelings come, comes back, we just wave and say hello and goodbye again. Hello, my sadness, my despair. I know you are there. Goodbye, my sadness, my despair. Slowly we become more relaxed 
And over time, healing takes place. So all of these... um, Sitting meditation, sitting meditation is for healing. So just sitting, just like we were doing today, or just any time you have five minutes, just sit and let that, let your meditation be a rest and let it help, it helps heal. Uh, Some of these I love at the end, self-care is seeing your loved one within you. So you can see, breathing in, I see the presence of my beloved in every cell of my body. Breathing out, I smile to my beloved in every cell of my body, in every cell, smiling. And this one ends with breathing in, I see I am part of the wonderful river of life, flowing continuously for thousands of years. Breathing out, I smile and entrust myself to this river of life. River of life, entrusting myself. So, then he also, um, he's very clear about calling, calling our emotions by name. So, that identifying, what is this emotion? Um, what is this feeling that makes me feel like I just want to fall down to my knees or makes me not want to get out of bed in the morning? Like, identify that. That's more helpful than trying to brush it off or saying, I'll get over this. Identify it. Uh, then, then towards the end, he talks about beginning anew after a loved one is gone, uh, writing a letter, and not sending it, but you can you can write a letter and just make it be a continual letter as long as you want to to that person who's gone, or maybe to the job that you lost, or to the house that you have to move away from. Even though you're going to a new one, there can be grief in leaving what we had. Um, I want to just get to the deep relaxation in that you can do with your meditation or yoga nidra or uh, deep relaxation is important or like a crystal bowl. To me, a crystal bowl, uh, I'm not plugging Bhante Rahula's crystal bowl, but bowls, but they're, it's wonderful. That often feels like deep re- relaxation for me. Um, one, one other, self-care, touching the earth and this is one that all, all he's saying you, he wants you to do when you can is stand on the earth, even if it's, you can't be on grass, and just get down on the ground. Maybe lie down face first, or just squat down and touch the earth and make three, at least three touches. Or if you get down and you, you want to bow, bow three times. But just... Uh, just be in nature and, and connect with the earth in the way that seems appropriate to you. And I thought that's a really good one. I love the, um, you know, the the bass in the forest. Those th- those are a wonderful thing to do. Uh, making an altar for your loved one. You know, you can make a take little things that remind you of that person, and maybe put it if you have a Buddha in your home or if you have. 
of special place, maybe put something that you find that belongs to that person, or you've been somewhere and you want a memory of it, you know how we get souvenirs. But if, you've, if you have little things that might come from the house you're leaving or something that reminds you of a certain place, just make that into a little altar or a shrine. It doesn't have to look like anything. Uh, no one, you know, it might just be a little bowl that you put little things in or you put it by a candle. But things that honor, that honor that for you. So you can more and more, you just look at it and it's a beautiful memory. So I want to end with the five remembrances. I am of the nature, and this is from the Buddha, I am of the nature to grow old. There is no way to escape growing old. I am of the nature to have ill health. There is no way to escape having ill health. I am of the nature to die. There is no way to escape death. All that is dear to me and everyone I love are of the nature to change. There is no way to escape being separated from them. I inherit the results of my actions of body, speech, and mind. My actions are my continuation. And there is one more, and that is, uh, there are two more, cultivating gratitude. And cultivating gratitude can help us uh, really begin to move on, but we can see it in the midst of the grief. We can have gratitude for the things that we do see and are helpful. So you can keep a gratitude journal. And then the morning smile, this is a thing we can be grateful for. Waking up this morning, I smile. 24 brand new hours are before me. I vow to live fully in each moment and to look at all beings with the eyes of compassion. And compassion and gratitude, but primarily compassion, is a way to get out of that, uh, that uh, ego, to get too fixated on ourselves. Sometimes just being aware of other people can help us get out of our own grief for the moment or doing something kind for someone else. So thank you very much. And hopefully you're, if you have grief in your life, that you're moving through it and working with it and all those other little life changes and stuff that we go through.